what's up you guys welcome back to me and you tv reviews i am your host mo and today we will be discussing american horror story season two episode seven entitled necro and so we start the episode off in machia sport maine um i hope i pronounced that right but we're in 1998 and we see a scene that's something kind of like out of a horror movie y'all so the camera starts making its way through the house and we start to see the blood trail and then we see the weapon that was used and then we see a victim laying on the floor and it's a young lady and next to the young lady there is a, a little girl and I'm going to assume that this lady is knocking on death's door. She's not already dead and um, the little girl is just laying next to her and, and you know just calling her mommy you know and just trying to take care of her um, un, unbeknownst to her you know her, her mom is no longer with us. Um, and so she starts to pull out her nipple and suck on it, y'all. Yeah, that's where we going with this one. That's, that's where Ryan and them is going with this one. So then we cut to the next scene and now we're in Whittier, California. It's now 2022 and the little girl's grown up to be a beautiful young lady. Her name is Sam. She's a mortician and she works at a funeral home and we see that she is prepping a couple of bodies for viewing um, for the families. And so, um, you know, she's very personable while she's doing work on them. You know, she introduces herself to them. You know, she tries to talk to them and tell them the process. Um, she's just very personable with them. And so I think that's very good that she is able to genuinely show some type of care and respect for what she does and for the people that she takes care of to, you know, allow the families um, to send them off on a, a very good note. And so she ends up working on this lady and apparently um, it was supposed to be a rush job because I think the lady had to be done within two to three hours. Apparently, you know, she was in really bad shape when she came in, honey. And by the time Sam got done slaying her, she she looked good. She she was ready to go to the pearly gates looking like she was. And so, um, you know, after she's done, she goes outside and she talks to her boss. And her boss is just like, hey, you know, you did a really good job. And she was like, yeah, I, I did do a really good job. So good. In fact, I think I deserve a raise. And he was like, you know what? You're right. I think you do deserve a raise. So she ended up getting a raise that day, y'all. So Sam is excited to go home. And she goes home to this handsome young man, honey, that, that's a prosecutor. And um, she's trying to tell him the great news that she got a raise today. And he was like, you know, good job, baby. I'm so proud of you. But, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you smell. You smell like formaldehyde. And she, you know, she was trying to get a little quickie in before you went to work. And he was like, huh, huh. Um, you should really try that lavender stuff that I bought you the other day. So he's telling her she's dying, honey. She, she need to go. <laughs> she need to go soak for a while. And by the time he get home, hopefully the smell of formaldehyde is off of her so he can, you know, jump her bones or whatever the case may be. And so um, it also suggests to me, you know, that they're uh, on the completely opposite spectrums of life. You know, he, yeah, opposites are definitely trying to attract in this situation. And so then it shoots over to Sam and um, she's hanging with her friends and they're catching up. And so she's telling her friend what's going on with her sex life. 
And, you know, she was just like, Jesse didn't want to do anything with me or whatever. And she was like, I don't want to do nothing with you neither if you smell like bacon and formaldehyde. Who who would want to jump that, you know? And so <laughs> she just says, you know, I, I get that, but I, I just feel like it's something else missing out of our relationship. And so her friends are just like, you know, okay, so what if, Jesse just came up to you and was like, you know what? It's either me or the job. What would she tell him? And so she really hesitated because I don't think she really feeling Jesse like that. He just don't understand her way of life. They are completely opposites. She can't, seems like to me, she can't tell him, you know, how her days go at work because it seems maybe too morbid for him. Or maybe he's just truly not interested in it. So, yeah, I think she will honestly choose her job over Jesse, even though she told her friends after a long pause that she would choose him. So Sam goes deeper into discussion with it. And so she's just like, you know, hey, like the dead teach me something new every day. And so the girls are looking at her like, bitch, what? Like, for real? How? They're dead, you know. And so she just starts, you know, giving off a couple examples like how a lady moaned not too long ago after she was dead because some gases was just trying to escape her body instead of them going down the the alleyway they actually came up through her vocal cords and so she started moaning and then this other guy came in and apparently all the blood had rushed to his uh his nether regions because he was standing at attention and so you know it's just little things like that that you know, she learns from the dead. She thinks it's very intriguing and a lot of people are, you know, turned off to that. So she doesn't really have anybody in her corner that can relate um, to how she feels. And so, you know, aside from the weird random stuff that happens um, to us after we pass away, she says that she just really loves to help um, get people back to their loved ones looking good, you know, at least for a little bit. Um, so they can say their goodbyes. And so I just thought that was really sweet. Um, and although I will say from a personal standpoint, I'm very fascinated, you know, with true crime and tales of death. You guys know that about me, but I don't think that I could ever be a mortician, uh, you know, or work in a funeral home. That's just not my speed. Um, <laughs> and my, you know, on the spectrum of, you know, fascination with death, that that's just not my thing. But um, if I have any morticians out there listening, you know, just let me know, like, what made you interested in going into that field of work? I would definitely be interested in having a conversation with you. So she's at work again um, the next day, and she's working on this guy who ended up, unfortunately, being a victim of, you know, a, a gun violence. And so he had a gunshot wound to his head. So she's working on him and trying to pop his, you know, put an eye in, like, he, he was all jacked up, y'all, and so she's working on him, and she's introducing herself to him again, she's going through her normal routine, um, with prepping the bodies, and this guy bursts through the door, and he's got a body, and she's like, whoa, wait, uh-uh, wait a minute, you're in a restricted area, like, you're not supposed to be down here, what are you doing, and so he kind of startled her, and so he apologizes and introduces himself as Charlie, he's a new grave digger, and he's sorry for startling her. And so he was like, you know, where you want me to leave this body? And she was like, you know, just put it over there somewhere. I, I'll get to it in a minute. Just go. And so, again, he apologizes. And then we see him whisper something to the corpse. And 
you know, it's obvious that he, he kind of, you know, has a certain respect for the dead too. Um, kind of on the creepy side as well. So we'll see where this goes with their relationship. So Sam is done for the day and she's leaving and outside she passes Charlie and, you know, she strikes up a conversation with him and she asks him because she's just curious, you know, what did you whisper to, to the lady before you left? And he tells her, you know, that he just wanted to thank her for letting him, you know, transport her to Sam. And so she was just like, you know, what's up with the get up? Because he's like in a suit and tie and he's got the hearse and all of that. And I work in the medical field. So sometimes I see like the vans, but I don't usually see a hearse. But, you know, that's, that might just be certain funeral homes, whatever the case may be. But he's got a hearse. And so she was like, you know, what's up with the get up? And he was just like, nobody wants to be transported in the Kia Sorento to a funeral home. And so, you know, like I said, he just has a, a, an elevated respect for the deceased. And so um, he goes on to tell her that, you know, centuries and centuries ago back in Egypt, it usually took 70 days to prepare a body and that only certain people were allowed to even come in contact with um, the body itself. And so, you know, he's just been some little fun facts for her. And so he's definitely piquing her interest. So I think they have a lot in common. So she go home, honey, and apparently she soaks in that lavender real good because then she come out and she all, you know, lingerie up for a man, for Jesse. And um, he was like, oh, okay, I see what time it is. So they, they end up planting the sheets. And so the whole time that they're, you know, messing around, she's thinking about Charlie and she's getting the rocks off to Charlie. She ain't even thinking about, <laughs> oh, Jesse, is he do a quick pump and dump, you know? <laughs> oh, that's awful. It's only going to be a matter of time before uh, Jesse gets the boot, honey. I, I don't see this working out for him. So Sam is back at work, and today she's helping Charlie um, stage the coffins or stage the room. And <clears throat> they're discussing, you know, different things about death. Um, so they go through how she doesn't believe in reincarnation. It's basically like a one and done type of situation. Um, and then she was telling him that she likes how the Amazonians, I think that's how you say that, Amazons? I'm going to say Amazonians, how the Amazonians do it. So when their loved ones pass away, they end up cremating them. Then they put the ashes into soup. And then people eat the soup, like the whole community eats the soup. Mm-mm. Nope. She's weird. <laughs> They can have that shit. And so then he goes on to tell her about um, <laughs> how this one lady ended up throwing herself into the coffin with the guy and burying herself alive, essentially, with her husband. And so he thought that that was one of the true definitions of love. And so they're definitely vibing and, you know, getting way deep off into each other's personal lives. And then she mentions that she's got a boyfriend and how he doesn't like to try anything new. Um, he thinks carne asada is like something exotical. And so he's just like, yeah, I definitely need to save you from your sad existence. Like, this is absolutely awful. Um, your boyfriend is trash. You should be my girl. So now they're back in the funeral home and they're staging for 
a funeral and or the stage in the room for an actual funeral and um they start getting real 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 deep and i'm like sam how long have you known this man y'all ain't even known each other for a whole week and y'all he knows more about your life than your your man do and y'all been together for what five six years uh-uh or you know however many years y'all got years and this man ain't even got a week he got days so they're talking about their families and so he tells her he doesn't have anybody left in his family his family was basically the victim of a drunk driver um and then he goes on to describe his family like his sister was obviously a daddy's girl and she would do anything her dad said and then you know her mom did his mom didn't like the outdoors or whatever but they were traveling somewhere outdoorsy and she she really didn't like it but again because she loved her man so much you know and her kids she decided to go and he was the only survivor of the car crash and you know he said he he had a rush um, and he felt alive in that moment, you know, and so I guess he doesn't take anything for granted. I wouldn't either if I came that close to death. So when she goes into getting ready to tell her story, because she's like, you know, they're trauma bonding at this point. And she goes in to try to tell him about her mom and what happened to her and her phone rings. And it's Jesse, and he's like, hey, you know, where are you? My my family just got in town. You, you're supposed to be here. And so she's like, oh, shoot, you know, like I'm, I was helping Charlie uh, set up for this viewing. I'm sorry, I'm running late. I'll be there in about 10 minutes. And so I'm hoping that she, <laughs> she shower before she leave or whatever. Or maybe she don't smell that bad that day, honey, because we don't want to meet the parents smelling like formaldehyde. That That's just, it's not the look. And so... She gets home, and, well, before she leaves, she apologizes to Charlie and tells him, you know, that they'll have to finish this story later. So then she gets home, and she she's apologizing as she comes through the door for being late, but then she notices that the lights are off. And so I was like, oh, okay, this this where we finna get, we, we finna get dark here. And so the lights are off. She tries to turn the lights on. It's not working, and then somebody breezes past her behind her. And so I'm like, oh, shoot, okay, somebody done came up in here and possibly done killed uh, Jesse and his parents. You know, I'm just going all the way off the deep end. But no, uh-uh. And so we see a candle and it's lit in the back. And I'm like, man, that's weird. And so she's finna get ready to walk over to the candle. Then she steps on something and it's cereal. And so it triggers her to go back to her past. And so... It shows her and, you know, what happened with her mom and how her mom got killed and all of that. And so she, it flashes back and Jessie's with her now because she, she done went into a whole uh, episode and she's crying. She's very emotional and Jessie's trying to comfort her and he's like, you know, I'm so sorry. Turns out he just wanted to propose to her. And so he used cereal and rose petals to, um, you know, put in words, would you marry me? Or will you marry me? And so he was like, you know, I'm so sorry. I know you always have a box of cereal around, you know. And so I just used the cereal with the rose petals. Apparently he didn't probably buy enough rose petals. Anyway, I digress. And so, you know, she was just like, I always keep the cereal around because of what happened to my mom. And he tells 
you know, he tells her, uh, she tells him that her mom passed away when she was little and that was her mom's favorite cereal. And so that's why she always kept a box to feel like she was connected to her mom at all times. And so shit just went to hell and she was just like, you know, you shouldn't marry a girl like me. I'm, I'm too weird. I'm not normal. You don't deserve, you know, uh, well, you know, I don't deserve a guy like you. You're, you know, I'm, I'm not good enough for you basically. And so she declines his a wedding proposal his marriage proposal at that particular time and I'm sure his parents are looking at her like that girl is weird you should definitely take this as a sign and run for the hills so she's at work because that's the only safe place for her and so she goes to work and she's finna get ready to start working on another body and she pulls the file and she sees that the name is John I don't know if that's John Doe or if that's his actual name He's 26 and he's a victim of an overdose. So she pulls back the sheet and we see Charlie on the daggone table. So she is obviously upset because she just felt like she had this super connection to him and now he's dead. Um, and so she she starts crying and she tells him, you know, that he was the only one who understood her. He saw the darkness within her and it didn't scare him away. And so then things start to get a little weird, y'all. And I'm assuming this is where the title comes into play. And so she started feeling on him and kissing his hand. And then she moving up, start rubbing and caressing on him and laying next to him. Next thing you know, y'all, she done hopped on top of this man and start riding him. Yeah, she doing her whole rodeo show out here. And so she she getting real deep off and it's getting real good to her. And then all of a sudden he grabs her leg. And so we don't know like if that's a afterlife jerk or what. And so she real shook y'all. <laughs> and I would be too. I, I'm shook with her. And so she hurry up and jump, jump off of him and run outside. And so she, you know, she clears her head and she... What the hell did I just do? Like, what What am I doing? You know, she done got her head back together. So she go back inside. But now Charlie is gone. This done turned into night of the living dead. And so she like, what the what? The what? And so then she goes back outside and she sees Charlie. Now, mind you, a few minutes ago, I don't know how long it took her to compose herself, but I, it couldn't have been that long because just a minute ago, Charlie was on the table with the Y incision that they do, you know, when they do autopsies and all this stuff like that. And so now he's standing up here fully dressed, like, no nothing. He good to go. Like, he just coming in for a day of work. And so she was like, what the hell? Like, she confront him. And she was like, what are you doing? And he was like, I just wanted to be close to you. I, I just wanted you to understand what it felt to be alive, you know. And so she was like, but you were dead. And he was like, I got a friend who knows somebody who do prosthetics. And then they also gave me a pill to slow down my breathing and my heart rate. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, maybe so. But usually when they come to the funeral home, they should be a lot cooler. I would assume they would be a little bit cooler than what the, the average normal, uh, you know, a live person would be. And so, <laughs> a live person. 
And so she was like, no, I checked you. You were dead as a doornail. Like, this is too weird. And so he was like, you know, I just I just wanted you to to heal in the moment. I wanted you to feel alive. Like, you, you can't run from this. You can't run from me. We have a connection. And so she's like, screw you. And so he was like, yeah, you were literally doing that just a minute ago. You know, just being a smart ass. Um, and he was like, you know, that doesn't excuse the fact that you, you got off on the fact that I was dead. And so she don't want to hear that. And so she ends up running off. And so it fast forwards to, um, two months later and honey, she done changed her whole, her whole life around because now she looked like she was separate wife. She working behind somebody's makeup counter and she's suggesting, you know, some type of mascara to some lady. And she just don't seem happy. Like, she's not into it. This this ain't what she want to be doing. And so, she just done completely changed her whole life around. And then, we also see that her friends are throwing her a bachelorette party. Um, and so, I'm going to assume that she's saying yes to Jesse. Um, and saying yes to the dress as well. So, then, she's waiting for Jesse outside the store. And she's on the phone. And then, she happens to look in the window. And she sees Charlie. But is he really there? Because when she turned around, he gone. Is he stalking her, y'all? He crazy. He crazy like that. She crazy, but he crazy like that, too. They matching that crazies. And so, um, yeah, it's her wedding day. And her friend is just like, girl, you are the saddest bride that I've ever seen in my life. Like, for real, for real. She... She's not happy. Clearly, she doesn't want to go through with this. But she's going to put on a brave face because, you know, this is what normal society expects of her. She's not normal, but she wants to, you know, be able to function within society. And so she's going to try to make this her her new norm, her, her new life. And so um, she was like, you know, if Jesse, Jesse is cool, yeah. But if you really don't want to do this, like, it's okay. You don't have to do it. And she was like, nope, I'm going to make this work. Be quiet. This is the American dream. She wants the, you know, the white picket fence and the two and a half kids and all this and all that. It's going to happen. Just leave her alone. She's going to go through with it. So then it came down the aisle, honey, and her and Jesse are standing there with the preacher. And they're saying their nuptials and, you know, they're just bland. They ain't got no soul to them, ain't got no flavor. And Jesse is in the middle of his, and then he reverts to a video. Um, I And maybe this is something new, and or maybe I just ain't been to a lot of, you know, weddings recently, but I ain't never seen somebody do a whole slideshow in the middle of their nuptials at a wedding. Y'all tell me if y'all done seen that before, but I've never seen it. So anyway... We go back to the slideshow and everybody's looking at them. Oh, that looks so cute. Look at them. And then the video goes blank. And then we see this other video come on. And it's a recording of when Sam was getting her best cowgirl on in the funeral home on top of Charlie. And so Jesse's looking at her. Everybody's looking at her like, what is going on? Is this you? And so she she's trying to explain the way like, yeah, that was me. But... He's not dead. You know, I know what it looks like, you know, all this and all that. And Jesse is just like, I don't care. You still cheated. Like, get the F word from me. And so everybody is just like cussing in the church. 
<laughs> and then Charlie comes in and he was like, yeah, that was me and her. We did that. I don't want you to be with him. You're supposed to be with me. You need to feel alive. You know, forget all of this um, idea of normalcy here. You, This is not you. And so she's like, F you, Charlie. And she runs out. Everybody is just stuck. I'm stuck, too. I, I don't know what to say after this. Like, he done went into full psycho mode. And so we see her now. She's at a job interview um, to be a maid. And the guy that's interviewing her, he keeps looking up because the maids that are working, I'm assuming that they are behind her, well, them, and they're trying to get his attention. And so he ends up just stopping while well, pausing the interview and goes over to talk to him like, you know, what's, what's up? What, what you want? And so the maid ends up showing him a video. Um, apparently it's a meme of Sam. And y'all, these folks done came up with some of the meanest things. Um, and so the meme says, uh, when you need his babies for a trust fund, like, I thought it was funny. I ain't gonna lie. I did laugh. It was a really good laugh. It was a really funny laugh um, that I had. So anyway, they show him the, the video and he comes back and he's like, oops, sorry, the position has already been filled. And she was like, just, you, you were just talking to me about, you know, but if you change your mind, you know, I'm here. And so then um, she doesn't get the job. And so... She's just like, you know, why, why won't you hire me? And so he tells her, you know, that they don't hire, um, uh, sexual sex offenders. Where I get sexual from sex offenders. And so I'm just like, okay, wait, but he wasn't dead. So how does that work? Like, did he, did they go to court for, I, I was so confused in that moment because he wasn't dead. And did he decide to press charges because that's the only way that she can be considered a sex offender. Are there rules to abusing corpses? But if he, if he wasn't dead, it doesn't truly count. Does it? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so they're not hiring her because she's a sex offender. So now she real pissed. And so now she doesn't end up, um, getting a gun off of you know somebody some random on the street or whatever so we gonna see what happens with that i don't know if she gonna she gonna off herself if she gonna try to off charlie i don't know where this is going and then also with the memes like who who leaked that like how would anybody else know besides the people that was in the church like did the, did somebody take a picture and leak that they real shitty if they did that and then also what about revenge porn like what the hell? I, I don't understand that. But anyway, that that's where Sam is right now. She ready to off somebody. And so she ends up finding Charlie at the grave because it's what he do. He's a grave digger. And so she's talking to him and, you know, she tells him that he ruined her, uh, he ruined her life. She can't do anything at this point. And so he's just giving her this whole speech about, he knew what happened to her mom and, you know, that he just wanted her to feel alive, blah, blah, blah. The stuff that he'd been saying the whole show, that he just wanted to make her feel alive. And she tells him, you know, the the most she felt alive was when she was in the kitchen on the floor with her mom. And, you know, she basically used her mom's nipple as a safety net for her. Um, and she took care of her. She brushed her hair. She fed her cereal, this, that, and the third. That's the safest that she felt. And she hasn't felt that way again ever since until she met him. 
And so I'm like, okay, where is this going? Like, is she going to kill him? And then, you, I mean, it would be poor justice. We're in a cemetery. Like, are you going to throw, throw dirt on him? Like, what's going on? And so she gets close to him. They end up kissing. And I'm just like, oh, God. Okay. All right. Whatever. How is this going to work? Because um, I, I know this ain't going to end like this. And then she ends up shooting him. She ends up shooting him, and then she pushes him down into the grave. And I'm like, okay, cool. She done got her little justice. You know, she's going to get her life back on track this time and third. Or or maybe not. She might go to jail, and then she might spiral even worse. And so, no, neither one of those options happens. What does she do? She goes over to the machine that's holding the dirt and releases the button, which releases the dirt back into the grave. And so then... Again, I'm thinking she's going to get some justice. She pushes the button and she goes and jumps in the grave with Charlie, y'all. So now they getting it on while he he bleeding. Now she done took her, took her drawers off and all that and then slid them to the side or whatever she wants to do with that. And they finna try to get it on while all of this dirt is finna go into all of their nether regions. And yeah. And that's how, that's how it ended. So I guess, you know... It ended with how he wanted it to end because he earlier in the show mentioned uh, the lady jumping in the grave with her husband and thought that that was the ultimate, you know, I guess, representation of love. And so that's what happened. And so she tells him, you know, when she jumps in with them that they can be happy together, um, you know, for a moment, for 4,000 years, and then they get buried together. And that's it. What did y'all think about that episode? Um, this is better than last season, but I'm still real iffy on a lot of these episodes. Now, this one was better. This one was better than Facelift. I, I will say that. It, it was a lot better than a couple of these episodes. Um, I just wasn't expecting all of that to happen. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to happen like that. Um, but let me know what you guys think. Um, I think we only got a few more episodes of American Horror Stories left. Hopefully, when American Horror Story comes back, they'll have a much better plot than some of these on here. Um, but let me know what you guys think. You can reach me at um, my TV reviews podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach me at Menu TV Reviews on Facebook. Um, or on Instagram, there is a discussion group on Facebook. Uh, just let me know what you guys think about it. Or if you have any other shows, since this one is going to be coming to an end really soon that you guys would recommend, um, just let me know. And that's all I have for you guys. So until I talk to you over the airways again, I am Mo. I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.